I think a common mistake or a big learning that I've had over the years is around focusing on the fundamentals and be going about the process slowly versus going through it fast. Because what you find is that you will try to build a rocket ship when you only need a nice car. And sometimes to maintain that rocket ship takes more work and time than you actually have. So that's also the premise of CS Toolkit at the same time, is to not to be a stepping stone for you before you find these big, robust platforms, but allow you to learn about your processes while you do them. You need to do something first before you automate it. You need to understand your needs and objectives before you automate it. Giving people the opportunity to do that without with taking less risk is the direction that we want to focus on. Spotlight, your new customer success soundtrack from the heart of Canada, brought to you by CS in Focus. Good morning, Stephen and Brandon. Thank you for joining us at CS in Focus. Can you tell me about this? Yeah.、Um, can you tell me about yourself and what's your superpower? Okay, I'm Brandon.、Uh, I am an engineer nowadays, and、uh, my superpower. Is probably my ability to figure things out on the fly, quickly, and that has sort of resulted in the past five years of just working in the startup world. Wow. My name's Stephen Smith.、Um, if you guys didn't see that on the description of the video,、um, my background is in sales and customer success. And if you don't know, I'm from Jamaica. You might hear a, a accent slip out in, with different words that I say.、Uh, but yeah, I am currently, you know, working with Brendan on building out CS Toolkit, and my superpower is、uh, humanizing situations. I think I have a, a like a strong amount of emotional intelligence, and I'm good at navigating or being composed in tough situations.、Um, And I think that has helped me a lot throughout my career, and pro- probably my CS career mostly,、uh, up to this point. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect duel here. One is、yeah. to build a solution. One is humanizing the solution. And、yeah. today, what brought you together for this new tool called CS Toolkit? Well, me and、uh, me and Brennan worked together for a while. Actually, we worked at the same company, and we started three months apart. And him being in operations and me being in onboarding, customer onboarding,、um, we had a lot of time to work together, especially when it came to automating processes. And we shared a lot of the same feelings about, you know, the experience of doing that. And you know, after both stepping away from those roles、um, five years later, we, you know, were playing tennis one day, and. Brendan mentioned to me that he was working on a on a CS tool, and he's like, "Would you be down to work on it with me?" And I go, "Well, I have free time.、Uh, why not?" And you know, fast forward a couple months later,、uh, we're doing a podcast with you, Emma. Wow! So、it. this tool is literally a few months old. It's a new yeah. Wow! Yeah. And and you, you guys、yeah. just like one day, let's go play tennis and build a tool together. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan said. Brendan said it. We act fast. Oh,、yeah. but who's the better better tennis player here? 
<laughs> we don't want to get into that. <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I don't think a better friend than having a alliance and ops team. Like, yeah. given, you no know, with Brandon's background in ops and engineer who figure mm-hmm. out things all the time, I think that's the best alliance. So yeah. what is the, the problem you're trying to solve with this particular product? Yeah, so basically, I had the idea, the original idea to make this probably around three years ago uh, in my role in operations and working with different departments like customer success. And I was always given the responsibility to integrate Salesforce with third-party platforms. And, you know, it was good experience um, and I learned a lot, but I would also, you know, from time to time get frustrated whenever I had to bring in a new (coughs) tool into a tech stack because I found it complicated everything and it just made our data that we're collecting, uh, you know, more chaotic because now there's multiple sources of truth. And having being someone who was the Salesforce administrator for a long period of time, I kind of was coming from the belief that you could do everything in Salesforce. Um, But at the same time, I was always getting a lot of pushback from other teams because they all seemed to hate Salesforce. And it all stemmed from the fact that the UI of Salesforce isn't great. And I figured if you could just solve that problem in a lot of cases, you could get a lot more people adopting Salesforce and wanting to stay in that same ecosystem, because then it sort of solves the problem for two teams. The CS team is able to get their proper workflow and data collection in, and then the operations team doesn't have to integrate another tool. So that's kind of where the idea, the original seed was planted. And then fast forward three years, I actually ended up just building out an MVP, and now we're kind of just running with it and seeing where it goes. Just out of curiosity, Brandon, when the team come to you to integrate a new tool, what's the one biggest thing that you wish everybody know? Um, I mean, it's just that it's usually going to create more problems than it solves, at least for the operations person, <laughs> but maybe not for the CS person. It's just like, it can be a lot of work and kind of create problems down, down the line that you might not be aware of. Um, yeah. yeah. So could, yeah. could I add to that? Yeah. I think, you know, um, being on an onboarding and implementation team for a while, you learn a lot about these things. And I think a common mistake or a big learning that I've had over the years is around focusing on the fundamentals and kind of be going about the process slowly versus going through it fast. Because what you find is that you will try to build a rocket ship when you only need a nice car. And sometimes to maintain that rocket ship takes more work and time than you actually have. So that's also kind of the premise of CS Toolkit at the same time is to not to be a stepping stone for you before you, you know, find these big robust platforms, but allow you to learn about your processes while you do them. You need to do something first before you automate it. You need to understand your needs and objectives before you automate it. So giving people the opportunity to do that without with taking less risk is kind of the direction that we want to focus on. Yeah, it's about what is the fundamental need when you enter. Yeah. 
what's missing in your process and yeah. really look yeah. down instead of buying all these extra tools that add to your exactly. stack, make it come more complicated. So yeah, yeah like simple is better than, than complex. So the yeah. more that you're actually able to define your process before bringing in new technology, the mm -hmm. better and more successful you're going to be uh, with yeah. whatever you implement. Yeah. So what part of the process you're trying to simplify with CS Toolkit? Yeah. Um, our goal is to simplify a lot of it, right? We, want, we would love to start, you know, all the way from onboarding, um, all the way to expansion, renewal, and, and all that. Uh, but we decided to focus on customer sentiment as the first tool to release. Um, with our gauge tool and essentially we just want to empower customer success reps with the ability to easily and consistently um, answer the tough question that they get from their manager all the time how is the company doing and how do they feel about us and what are we going to do about it those are the three questions you'll always get and we really want to simplify and humanize those conversations um, and allow leaders to not only get access to that data, but get the full picture at the end of the day uh, with our gauge tool. Wow, that's that's most that's really true. How how is what's the relationship status like with the customer? Yeah, because they can be doing 100% taking all the seats on your subscription, but not maybe not be responding in an email or happy or yeah. what other scenario that might impact why sentiment mm -hmm. is so important to you? Um, you know, sentiment heavily impacts the relationship that you have with other teams as well. So if you're in customer success, typically you're surrounded by two teams, primarily the sales team and the product team. Um, each team has responsibilities and they also have things that are important to them and if you want to effectively work together, you have to provide evidence and reason behind the request that you have for these teams. And in fast-paced environments that most startups are, it's very hard to gather that data in a compelling way to make that meaningful decision or push that team to do something because their time is valuable, so is yours. So our gauge tool allows you to compile that evidence, compile that sentiment, and to deliver that information in a way that it's easy for the product team to understand if they need to build something for you or the sales team to understand if they need to reposition something pre-sale before the account arrives to you. And I think that's a dilemma that all most tech companies have, especially from the conversations that we've had in our personal experience. So that's what we want to help. So you're trying to provide some data evidence for their product mm -hmm. team, like across the board, this was one particular yeah. feature is not working. So you're trying to inform other people this process. Comes. Yeah, 100%. So it, it really just helps you get started with, with that data collection process, whether you use it to inform the product team or just to inform your, mm -hmm. your CS team on a weekly basis and sort of figure out what actions need to be taken in order to, to try and change the health of your accounts or your relationships with them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think it's the right thing for product teams to do, to ask how important something is and how urgent it is. And it's important for Definitely. teams to be able to provide that feedback or, yeah. uh, or evidence to do so. And it's the same thing for the sales team. 
And as Brendan mentioned, every single CS team has some sort of state of the union meeting, whether weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. And our goal is to make sure that our gauge tool can enrich those meetings with the right information at any given time to make them more effective. Yeah. Uh, this is the, what do you call the humanize the process mm -hmm. and solution yeah. part is there is actually, if you ask a question about MPS, right, that's only based on what the customer is feeling, but you don't have much mm -hmm. data information. What's about it? Hey, how do you imagine people use it? Can you explain it to me a little bit? Um, you want us to tag team this answer, Ben, and I can start yeah. and then you can add on to it. Yeah, sure. Um, so if, if we're talking about like data integrity and accuracy specifically, I think there are four ways in which we do that with CS Toolkit. We, we want to put, make, we want to surface information in an easy way, um, an accessible way. We want to make sure the data is visible, visible to all the stakeholders who are interested in seeing the information um, through centralizing the data in a place that's like favorable for everybody. So in this case, Salesforce. Uh, essentially, we envision our tool to be used in a complementary way to other tools. As you mentioned, NPS is an important metric. You know, customer satisfaction scores are important metrics and every company has different measures of account health. And we envision um, or gauge tool to be a part of that arsenal of tools um, to provide a comprehensive picture of account health. And we love the fact that the tool is easy to implement. It's central, so it's easy to adopt. Everyone knows how to use Salesforce for the most part. And it's, uh, it should, we want it to be easy to integrate down the line. Um, at the end of the day, that's what CS Toolkit is about, is to make tools easy to implement, make tools that are easy to implement, easy to adopt, and that are cost effective. So you're not gonna break the bank to get this sort of maturity in your CS process. And we pull on many levers with our gauge tool today to make the data accurate. We want the notes to be visible. We want the history of the accounts to be visible. We want the data to be central. And that's kind of how we are making sure that happens. Brendan, I'm sure you have things you want to add. Yeah, I would just say the point about it being a, a tool, uh, one of several as part of your arsenal. This is kind of the original vision of this business is for, for us to offer a suite of tools that can help you accomplish specific things. Yeah. Um, because not everybody needs the same thing. If you're just starting off, you might mm -hmm. just care about sentiment. If you're more sophisticated and you want to implement product data, you're going to need something that helps you track customer health, yeah. more objective data. If you have like a sophisticated, if you're doing big ticket sales and you have like huge contracts that need renewals, you're going to need some sort of renewal tool. So we're basically taking these different processes and, and decoupling them into smaller tools that you can pick and choose which ones you want and, and adjust that to your particular needs. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a great process because there it's, it's like uh, you can buy a big tool, but not even use all the function. But you're going on yeah. the opposite way that here's all the Lego pieces. Now you can build mm -hmm. it yourself. Yeah. That what part you need. Yeah. What, uh, what is the feedback you get from your customers? 
how much do they love the tool? <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking most of those feedback calls, um, so I can I can answer that. Um, you know what? The value proposition of a cost-effective tool that's easy to implement and easy to adopt is resonating a lot. It seems like a lot of CS folks have the the same trouble early on. You know, there are a lot of CS tools out there that are great and but they're incredibly robust. And for a company that's in very early stages, it's just a huge lift, right? And to by the time you adopt it or you implement it, it's time to renew. And now you begin to question the value. The value of those tools are there, um, but small companies just don't have the time to to take it on. So people people are really loving that and they're loving the flexibility of the tool. Um, a lot of people are asking us to, you know, jump on to other platforms at the same time, which is on our roadmap. So we're not only going to live on Salesforce. Eventually, we're going to jump over to HubSpot and other platforms. Uh, but yeah, the feedback is positive, and we—I just want to shout out all the people that like have been helping us along the way. You know, if you're watching this, thank you so much. Uh, it, it, we we are implementing as fast as we can, and Brendan is working very hard at you know bringing these product requests to life and. Yeah, it's coming around. Yeah, and it just sounds like you're building with your customer, and this yeah. is you're addressing their needs along yeah. along the way. So, if anybody yeah. would like to reach out to Stephen and Brandon, took look at like what's CS talking about, just reach out to them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, if you look back in your career, what's the one piece of advice that you influenced you the most? Whoever wants to start on this entrepreneurship journey or talking about team alignment. Mm. Brendan, you first. Switch it up. Yeah, sure. Uh, so what's influenced me the most? I don't know if it's a piece of advice or if it's just the people that I happen to be around. Um, as soon as I came into to tech, I was surrounded by a bunch of really smart people who were super, they were kind of, just had a different mindset as far as like figuring things out. Um, so the guy who I work with in my first month at partner stack, he basically just had me learn Python for the first month. And <laughs> it really kind of just changed the trajectory of my whole life. Cause now I have this very valuable skill uh, that I was just able to learn on the fly at my job. And that gave me a lot of confidence that I could take on it new technologies. And then I, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of really smart technical people, which has been really impactful. And then aside from that, just getting the opportunity to work with different teams and understanding their function and what's important to them has also been very mm -hmm. impactful for me as well. So yeah. it comes down to surround yourself with the right people and smart people who can keep motivating you inspire you yeah exactly it, yeah. like surround yourself with the smartest people you can and and good things will happen i think it's a i think it's a similar story for me um you know my, my first job that i've ever had um i got one very impactful piece of um advice and that was when preparation meets opportunity good things happen and I've kind of always applied that or had that in the back of my mind, um, even up to this point. And I think, you know, why we're finding such success with CS Toolkit 
even so early a couple months in is because Brendan has been preparing for this over the years. And I've also been preparing for this over the last five years with my customer success experience. And it's the same thing that happened to me at PartnerStack. I was put into an uncomfortable situation where it was my first time in a CS role coming from sales and all that sales experience that I had, I applied to onboarding and activating accounts. I picked up the phone. I, you know, aligned with the customers. I found what's valuable to them. I acted on it um, because that preparation that I did met the opportunity and I was able to, you know, find success there. So it's the same thing now. Um, just kind of, you know, redoing that over and over again. It just feels like everything leads you this one moment to shine and you take the opportunity yeah. Yeah. based on your learning and all the years of preparation. Yeah. yeah. And there's still a lot more to learn. Yeah. There's still a lot more to learn. Uh, we don't know everything about customer success and Brennan doesn't know everything about, you know, operations, but that's why we're so yeah. willing to talk to people and talk to the customers because they're filling in the gaps for us. Yeah, I see. What, um, if there's something you can learn new, in the upcoming years or months, what type of skills or things you, you're looking forward to do in the future? Um, Besides getting better yeah. at tennis and one day be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tennis is a big one for me. Uh, but I don't know, in the, this is my first business that I've started. So just figuring out, you know, what it really takes and, and you know, the work ethic required and, uh, and figuring out how to build a product that people want. This is all new for me. Um, I mean, we, I kind of did it in my last role. Like we would build products for internal teams, but this is building something that people are buying for and just figuring that out. And then even Steven more on the go to market side, I'm learning a lot, just working with him on that. And we're just figuring out what processes work for us. It's just like, you kind of learn the whole perspective of the holistic perspective of how to run a business rather than just how to program or make something. It's, that's kind of what I'm excited about. Very, my, my answer is very similar to Brendan's. It's, you know, what, what are the inputs required to make this successful? The truth is we don't know. We have an idea and the more conversations we have um, with other leaders, with other founders, um, I think is going to enlighten us a ton over the next couple months or the next couple of years, for example. So, and that's, that's like us putting up our hand to say, if you have any interesting feedback or insight to give us, please reach out to us um, because it's, it's still new. Uh, another big thing for us to learn is, you know, there's one thing to be great tennis buddies and, and friends, but it's important that we learn how to work with each other. Yeah. Um, and collaborate just like a, a normal company would. Um, not to say that we're abnormal or anything like that, but you know, we have to make sure that we stay on the same page and that what we envision for the company a year from now is the same and two years from now is the same. Um, and we have to be comfortable with it evolving over time because what it is today might not be what it is tomorrow. I, I love that. And it's basically being aligned together and growing together yeah. in bio yeah agreement on what the future should look like together yeah yep like the majority we agree on this project but we want to set up certain um alignment on the kpi what it should look like 
And if it's, let's mm -hmm. say, we're going to work on this for 10 months, if I don't see it, I'll put a kill switch on it. And we agreed, okay. that's okay. We can drop whatever we had and move on to the next project. Yeah. Yeah. That was one valuable, valuable advice I got from the past. Yeah. And don't feel like we spent a lot of money in this, but it's time to move on. We have to drop and be okay with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard similar advice as well uh, from uh, actually from Bryn at PartnerStack. He kind of told me like, just work at some, do it in three month chunks, six month chunks, just grind at it. And if mm -hmm. you're getting traction, then keep doing it. If, you, if you're not, then pivot and do something else. Yeah. This... Um, this has been a great talk. I'm, and where would you envision CS Toolkit to be in the next, let's say, six months? Six Something months. you can share? I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully all the core fundamentals of the app are built out. Uh, and then we expand potentially to another uh, CRM. So maybe you'll see us in HubSpot or potentially we'll just build a new product that solves a different problem. Uh, yeah. Similar to Gage, maybe we'll do the renewal project or we'll do the onboarding one. Um, so yeah, either expanding the suite of tools or expanding the platforms that we operate on are probably where we're gonna see it go. Yeah. Steven? Uh, um, yeah, similar to Brendan, I, I hope that we become like a, a staple uh, in the CS community. Um, when people are thinking about how to mature their CS processes. Um, I hope that, you know, when people think of CS toolkit, um, they think of, you know, the values that we're trying to push out there, you know, being cost effective, being easy to implement, being fast to adopt and, you know, making sure that we are being very deliberate and intentional about solving all those issues that our customers are sharing with us. Um, when it comes to onboarding, when it comes to renewal, when it comes to expansion. And we have, you know, we really provide people with something of value down the line. And that's something that we just never want to be in question. And that's why we value um, the customer's feedback so much. So as long as we can stay true to that um, moving forward, I think we'll be fine. But yeah, it's just important that, you know, we it's not just that we believe it, that we actually are it. Um, yeah. in our customers' eyes or, you know, in the CS community's eyes down the line. Yeah, I see. Uh, I I look at um, a survey recently, and now people are more looking into the, the upsell, the renewal, the expansion, mm -hmm. the later stage of the CS journey. And yeah. Yeah, it's excited to hear that you and Brandon and maybe one day we'll build that part of the process out as well. Oh. So, mm -hmm. That's maybe yeah. one day. One day. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe next what about week. You, Steve? <laughs> maybe, maybe next week. I know you're an onboarding guy. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> so onboarding the, first. I, I'm excited about the onboard tool, um, but again, it's it's whatever people tell us. Yeah, so okay. uh, I don't think we'd have a problem with the onboarding side. Um, you know, I'll reveal a secret. We have a V1 of it already. It's just not out yet. But uh, we'll see where it falls on the roadmap. Things can change. What's the secret yeah, sure. to a successful onboarding? The secret to a successful onboarding is, well, oh, I have a long list. I have a long list of things. <laughs> uh, so a successful onboarding specifically, 
I think if you want to improve your time to activation, you have to speak directly to the value of your customers. Like the, it's exactly what they want. Um, I shared this on CS Toolkit the other day, but if you don't understand the priorities of your customer beyond your onboarding, you can't accurately position yourself for success. We have to always remember that we're only one or two meetings in somebody's week. So that if you are, if you have that one hour block of time or two hour block of time, you have to make sure that you have a, a clear purpose and an intended outcome to make, make that time successful. And every week counts if you're focusing on time to activate or time to value. That's what I would say is the most advice I'd give. If I was put on spot uh, <laughs> like this. I'm going to ask um, very, Brandon. Very, yeah. yeah. What's your secret to be a successful engineer? Um, or in your mind? Yeah. To be a successful engineer. Or operation person. Or operations person. I don't know. It just takes time. It takes a lot of iterations, you know, just, just get started, build something, ship it, and then keep making it better week after week. And I think that is kind of the key to the success for making a good product is it's not the first one you make is kind of going to not be great. And then it just keeps getting better over time with little improvements. It's so. yeah. It's like just. I haven't failed yet. I just found 1,000 times it may not work. <laughs> just say that yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, it's resilient, yeah. right? This is what in any business or building products, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Keep altering. Thank you for joining us, Brendan and Steven. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us. So for the, our audience, CSM Focus, where can they find you? Yeah, so our website is cstoolkit.app, and that is where you can find our list of offerings. You can also book a demo. It goes directly to Stephen in my calendar, and we're, ha we're happy to show you our products. Uh, if you're on Salesforce, you can find us on the Salesforce App Exchange and just search for our current tool, which is called Gauge, G-A-U-G-E by CS Toolkit, and it should be the first thing that pops up. And then you can install that onto the Sandbox instance and test it out. Uh, or you can install it into your production instance, and we offer a free seven-day trial. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Bye. Wherever we go, we always have CS in focus. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our community at csinfocus.com. If any topics you would like to explore further, let us know.